you're listening to Let's Talk Purpose, because who you are is important to what you do and where you're going. And now for your host, Lisa Schwartz. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see you this morning, Brittany Deddy. How are yes, you doing? I am, I am fantastic. Uh, I'm super stoked about today's topic. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm going to do all the things here and get everything all opened up. Uh, so... I'm most excited about this topic. Why do you think? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah. I'm like everyone needs to receive yeah. prophetic words. Yeah. So oh, actually this co- topic was um, basically inspired by our experience yeah. when we were in Nashville, which we'll share about. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do that, tell we us about sponsors? our sponsors. Okay. We have Innovative Construction Services. They are a Texas-owned family business providing roofing and various construction needs in the DFW area and beyond. ICS provides service with quality and integrity to each and every customer, knowing it's about so much more than business. Owners Levi and Olivia have been watching God grow this company over the years and are excited knowing the best is yet to come. So give them a call as they love the opportunity to serve you with any roofing and construction needs. You really have a great radio radio voice. voice. Yes. Yes. So I say that if anybody who has not downloaded or purchased a copy of Enforcing You, my the audio book, mm-hmm. you are listening to the voice of the narrator, BP mm-hmm. Daddy. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell us who else. We got Express Employment Professionals, a staffing company that does their best to bring hope to our communities. They strive hard to find people job opportunities and will work with any company given the chance. So you can find, we'll see, they got their number up there on the screen. My friend, Sonia Southard, uh, shout out to her this morning. So they are located in Joshua, Texas, which I I believe you said. And Mm -hmm. we are able to partner with them with a lot of our residents Mm -hmm. and helping them get employment as well. So great partnership there. We love to partner with people because we cannot do at Crazy 8 Ministries what we do without um, the community partnering with us. So let's talk prophecy this morning. I see we have quite a few people joining us live. If you are with us. Um, if you would give us a wave, give us a hello in the comments. Ooh. I am watching the LLC, um, Lisa Schwartz LLC page. I believe Kyler's watching the Crazy 8 page. I'm on Crazy 8 too. Oh, okay. Brittany's on Crazy yeah. 8 as well. So who do you see? I see Emily Berkemeyer. Emily Berkemeyer. Hello from Zion National Park. Having uh, some morning time before heading to the park. Why uh, not dig into prophecy? Yeah, 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 yeah. We've got 12 uh, people watching. I know. I see that. Who else is with us this morning? Give us a wave. Give us a hello. I see Shannon Clinton is with us this morning. Good morning, Shannon. I know Shannon was able to join me for my live reading last night. I read from To Love and To Be Loved. Mm. And she was like, whoa, I need a copy of this book. So I went ahead and put the link in there. Um, While we're waiting on it, do you have anybody else? Kenneth Clary. Kenneth Clary. What it do, ladies? What (laughs) up, Kenneth, my man? Uh, Him and his wife. Totally anointed, yes. And they are heading up the worship time for the conference coming up this fall, the DYE conference. Oh, yeah. Double Your Empowerment, which is Enforcing You, Enforcing Purpose, back-to-back, a conference. And it is going to be not just for women. We are actually opening up to men as well. That's exciting. Yeah, I feel like that was inspired by you, Kenneth. So shout out (laughs) to you. He was at the last uh, women's conference, the Mastering Your Seasons, and he was like, dude, Men need to hear this message. Uh, So we have opened up the next conference for men and women. I have not talked to Brad about this yet, but I I think, I think we might do a segment in the morning um, where Brad and I just kind of do like Q&A on marriage topics. Mm, That'd be good. Um, I haven't told him yet, but... (laughs) Yeah, 
<laughs> I need to take a look at the schedule and see if that's what we've did. There are a couple different options that we had kind of thrown into that morning segment when we're putting conference schedules together. And um, I think maybe that's what we settled on, but I'm not sure. All right, who else do we have with us this morning before we dive into prophecy? But even after we dive into prophecy, we want to hear your questions. We Mm -hmm. want to hear about your um, experiences with prophecy. Um, So let me, you know, you and I talked about, you're like, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Look at her. She's over there like rock and roll. Um, So here's a deal. Like, uh, you know, I have a YouTube channel where I do a lot of teaching and then I often do a lot of preaching when I'm traveling. I really just want to talk about um, prophecy really from an experiential perspective mm-hmm. today, like on a personal level and just really be personal. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously there will be some teaching in there. I don't want to have to explain everything this morning. No. You know, I just no. want to share <laughs> some of my experiences with prophecy, my, how my kids have experienced prophecy, how you've experienced prophecy. Um, but I do think we need to kind of give a brief, um, overview of what is prophecy um, and where do we see that in the scriptures. Um, So let prophecy is different. Let me, let me distinguish the difference between the office of a prophet and the Mm -hmm. gift of prophecy. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are the five offices in the scriptures, the apostle, the teacher, the pastor, the evangelist, and the prophet. Did I say, did I get them all? The apostle, the teacher, the evangelist, the pastor, and the prophet. Um, And so these are people who hold the office, meaning that's kind of what they do for a living. You mm-hmm. are a prophet, or if you're a lot of um, churches believe in the 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 fivefold ministry, mm-hmm. um, and they actually have people who are who have those positions in their church. So neither here nor there, but I do want to say that there are people who. So for example, um, I would be considered an apostle. Um, it would be the office that I quote unquote hold or that that's my strongest of the fivefold. Actually, I would be considered a prophetic apostle. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people are an apostolic prophet, meaning they travel around, they build bridges, but they are, as they do that, they are actually prophesying. Whereas I'm a prophetic apostle, meaning my strongest gift is kind of that pioneering spirit where I like to build bridges where bridges aren't built, connect Mm -hmm. people, design and develop new um, strategies, programs, those kinds of things. But I do it prophetically. In other words, like the Lord gives me strategies or he shows me things about what needs to be built, why it should be built, um, and how it will impact the culture. Mm -hmm. Um, So just to give you an example of the office and how that works. Um, so, but the gift of prophecy is, you're, you're already like, oh, oh. the gift of prophecy, um, the best way I can explain it is when you receive a message from God for a person mm-hmm. um, or for a people, a mm-hmm. people group. So, I mean, there's a ton of different definitions out there. To me, I'm just, again, trying, I don't want to go into all the teaching or whatever. I just want to keep it simple. It's, I, I have a message from God. In other words, I feel like God has opened up my eyes to capture and to see something about a specific person or about a country or a people group or an organization. I have a knowing in my knower and I begin to speak on behalf of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so we often say prophecy is speaking from God to the people. Mm-hmm. Um, is that your yeah. 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 I mean, you're being a mouthpiece for the Lord at that moment. Yes. 
You're being yeah. a ma- mouthpiece for the Lord. So what is, um, in Second Peter first, uh, 121, it says, it tells us that prophecy is not of human origin, but rather a revelation of the Holy Spirit. So the verse says, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So again, this is not a word of encouragement. It should be used to encourage people. It should be used to edify, to build up the church, which is, we're going to talk about that too, because I've received some really, I've heard people receive some really dark prophetic Mm. words and uh, totally not my style. Um, But as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, meaning prophecy is not a thought that I have about you or an encouragement that I feel like I want you to know or my opinion of where you're heading um, prophecy is more uh, a stirring of the spirit and you get a knowing in your knower. I, I, you'll hear me say that so many mm-hmm. times because I don't know how else to explain it. A knowing in your knower that somebody needs to hear something from God and you feel moved by compassion and moved by love to spill that out upon that person. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think the two keys of what I just said, one, you're moved by the spirit you're moved by compassion and you're moved mm-hmm. by love. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a, you know, in, in prophecy in the Old Testament, the prophetic words, the prophets were um, giving in some regard warnings, like these are the things you need to do. The Lord says you need to move away from sin, stay right. away from these people, all of those things. But they were still, it was still compelled by the compassion of God and that he was trying to prevent uh, his people from going into captivity and from moving away, experiencing the separation of the the uh, of the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say you, in the Old Testament, of course, the people didn't have the Holy Spirit, right. so they weren't all hearing from the Lord. There was just certain prophets who Cur- were hearing yes. from the Lord. Yes, hence the office of a prophet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, would you say now that we have Jesus Christ came and? we're no longer sitting under a judgment, but we're, we've got the Holy Spirit within us, then it moves more from a judgmental, you know, like, like a judgment prophecy yeah. to an encouragement prophecy. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good word. I think, you know, in the Old Testament, it was like, hey, you have to stay in this space, you have to stay in this place, whereas now that we're endued and we have the empowerment, the wrath of God is satisfied mm. on the cross, right? So there is no need for that, those, you know, the slamming, jamming, if you don't, then you will, all right. of that, all of that type of prophecy. But to your point as well, you, that was a great statement, but you went in a different, different direction. Than I thought you were going to go in. To your point, like, um, also through the blood of Jesus and through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, um, anybody can prophesy. Sure. Yeah. Anybody can prophesy. And in fact, we should all be willing to be used as a vessel of the Lord to give. And if we know that a prophetic word is a word of encouragement, it's something that somebody needs to, to hear. And um, and it's going to lift them up, bring them back into an understanding of their value, their worth, mm-hmm. that they are loved. Mm-hmm. Which ultimately, for me, that's kind of my check if the Lord is telling me and I feel this unction and this nagging of the spirit to speak something to somebody and, and listen, I'll give prophetic words all day long and people don't know it. Right. Like I'm not saying I hear the Lord say, right. right. You know, I'll, um, I, I might say to a waitress, um, Hey, I just want to encourage you with something right quickly. And I, if I feel like the Lord says, I want to encourage you with a word, then I might say that. Um, but, 
my checkpoint is always a first and foremost, does this line up with the word of God and B does it line up with love? Mm -hmm. Is this person going to walk away from this word feeling loved, encouraged and lifted? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say, I would think like, you know, I was reading Sean Bull's book, (laughs) the whole translating God. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And he talks about how prophecy comes from a relationship with the Lord and not just, well, I guess there are, there is prophecy out there without relationship with the Lord and that looks like psychics and <laughs> yes yeah whoever's yeah i mean again if we go go back to my youtube the glory versus the anointing the anointing the manifestation when we begin to feel see hear see evidence of the lord is moving in this space or this place that's the anointing and it can be imitated mm-hmm. it absolutely can be imitated but if it doesn't come out of again the glory should be the parent the anointing should be the child if it isn't birthed out of the presence and the love of god um then be very careful mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we got let's see what do we got emily says i feel really moved to speak out of obedience and or fear of the Lord, and then I'm motivated from love and compassion for the person. Well, yeah, and I think that is spoken like a prophet right there, <laughs> um, because it, here's where a prophet can, and I say a prophet, meaning she flows in the gift of prophecy, and I, I get that. Like, I understand what she's saying. And that's one of the reasons why years ago when I was like, Lord, you have got to fill me with a heart of compassion, because I would get this word, and I was more concerned about the delivery of the word than I was the reception of the word mm-hmm. of the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lord has shifted that over the years where I'm like, oh, it's really not about you need to receive this word like God saying. And, and when I'm preaching, I can preach that way. When I'm like, I need you to get what I'm saying because the word is coming all over me and I want people to receive it. Um, but at some point, the Lord really softened me to where I'm, I knew it's not about the word that I'm delivering versus it's about the person who's receiving it mm-hmm. um, and how they're receiving it. All right. I've got, I, I, um, I, I have fixed my thing. So I okay. now see all these comments. <laughs> Fantastic. So let me say good morning to all these people. All right. Good morning to Tammy Lord Murphy. Good morning to Shirley Greenroy. Uh, good morning to Janae, Stephanie Ray, Pam Burkett, Dana Foster is with us morning at uh, this morning. Larita trailer is with us this morning. Brooke Mathis is with us this morning. Uh, that's the key. Prophecy comes from a relationship with the Lord, Larita is, is stating. Um, so I, we really have to stay saturated in the presence of God um, and really being able to deliver uh, messages that really are true to his heart, really mm-hmm. are true to his heart. Mm-hmm. So let me give you, an, you have anything else on that? Mm, I was thinking what, with what Emily was saying. I was like, I felt like I was in that space for a very long time. It's yeah. this, okay, I've got to do this because it's more about me and my my obedience to do what the Holy Spirit is telling mm-hmm. me than about the person mm-hmm. re- receiving it. And that's what Kyler said. She was like, oh, be more concerned with the reception than the delivery. That's good. It's about the yeah, person. Yeah, and I think, um, and there's nothing wrong. I mean, you definitely, it just depends on your, and if you think about like Emily and her personality, that makes sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. She's a truth teller. She's a little bit black and white. Um, and I would be willing to bet um, that there have been times she's given a word and not everybody has uh, received it with, and, and that's not always going to happen, even if, even if it, I, I mean, I feel like there's been lots of words I've given um, but what she's saying is absolutely correct in that 
it starts with this, like, I have to be obedient, especially when you're new and you're fresh and you haven't really delivered these words that God will reconcile that by saying, look, I've given you something for this person and you have two choices. You can Mm -hmm. obey or you can disobey. Um, for me, um, then as I was delivering it, I felt like I had to force them to be obedient as well and that they need to receive it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you just can't be concerned. I mean, like I'm concerned with um, making sure I'm delivering it in a way that this person feels loved, but people aren't always going to feel loved. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's true of any situation. Right. So in first Corinthians, um, 14, you know, if you read, we're talking about first Corinthians 13, where it talks about, you know, I can speak in, uh, you know, a tongue, but it would just be like a clanging mm-hmm. symbol. It would be a noisy gong if it's not spoken in love. Um, same thing with prophecy. He's talking about all the gifts there and saying like, look, if you don't speak these things in love, then they're just noise to a person's soul mm-hmm. and sometimes not good noise. Uh, so you have that in 1 Corinthians 13. And then in 1 Corinthians 14, there there's this entire, and I'm, I'm saying this because people need to go back and read scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this entire explanation of all the different gifts Um, But in verse 24, it says, but if everyone is prophesying and an unbeliever or one without the gift enters your meeting, he will be convicted by all he hears and will be called to account for the, this is, this is what I love right here. And this is in the passion translation, verse 25, it says for the intimate secrets of his heart will be brought to the light and he will be mystified and fall face down in worship and say, God is truly among you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I love it because we've seen that happen um, in house meetings or whatever, where uh, we saw it happen so much in Nashville, Mm -hmm. just y'all silly little things. Like I said to one kid, uh, we had, it was a young kid. I think he was 16 years old and he was kind of nervous and he was, he'd kind of come for, you know, basically a word of prophecy. And, uh, uh, he was obviously very nervous and he said, well, I've just been asking the Lord, you know, I, I'm nervous about this. And I said in the very beginning, Uh, Well, I'm going to ask the Lord to be very specific. Like there are things, questions you've been asking, things you've been thinking about, pondering that I I really sense the Lord wants to answer those things Mm -hmm. today. And he'll be very specific um, so that you will know that God is moving at this table. And at one point, I literally just, I I, I mean, I I just heard the phrase um, square peg in a round hole um, and and, and I was waiting on God to give me more. Like, mm-hmm. what are you saying? What are you saying? And the Lord's like, that's it. Just say that. And so I said, does the phrase a square peg in a round hole mean anything to you? And this kid nearly came undone. <laughs> it was <laughs> quite comical. And he was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was just laying in my bed last night. And I was thinking, what, what does that phrase even mean? <laughs> Anyways, like, is it, is it a round square? Like, what is it? And he was like, and I literally spent like 10 to 15 minutes of like headspace just thinking about this phrase. And that was it. There was yeah. no message with it. There was no nothing. But the fact that I brought up a very specific something that the Lord had dropped into my spirit. And I had to be willing to not have anything else. Right. Because then everybody kind of like looked at me like, that's it. That was that was all the Lord told me to say. I'm not going to add to it. Um, But the kid like really. And so it was like everything shifted in the room at that moment, because now he was like, oh, my gosh, I know that God is Mm -hmm. is here. He is speaking and he's moving. Mm -hmm. So that was a word of knowledge. Yes. And yes, in a way. Uh, yes. So, uh, so what, <laughs> what, what <laughs> I don't know. I was like, there has to be such a confidence in your relationship with the Lord and 
that he loves this person to be able to say that phrase with nothing and not try to make up anything else. Uh, an interpretation right um, right and this is what he's saying through that <laughs> Yeah, the Lord. I was like, I got nothing else. I just told the Lord just told me to ask if you, you know. So let let's let. I love that you brought up word of knowledge because word of knowledge is you know the Lord gives you a knowing about somebody and their heart, whereas prophetically is, and then you have a sense of where that person is going. Um, mm-hmm. Is kind of how I. And I kind of do this because this is a lot of times why I think a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, and a word of prophecy, a lot of times they they all get kind of blurred. But either way, that's why a lot of times I just say I have a word for you. For me personally, um, usually the Lord gives me a word of knowledge through a word of wisdom. So usually the Lord gives me a scripture about a person and I get a knowing about what's happening in their heart because of that scripture. Mm -hmm. And then as I'm speaking, I get a knowledge of, how the Lord wants to shift them from where the, what I'm knowing now mm-hmm. to where they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of shifts into prophecy. So when I'm, when I'm ministering, and this is just for me personally, when I'm ministering to people, I see those three gifts kind of intertwine, move in and out. And of course, all of it is done under the premise of exhortation, which is the gift of encouragement or the gift to, of, to, of exhorting people, which really is my motivational gift. It's, mm-hmm. That's my motive in all things is yeah. to see people encouraged. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, so word of knowledge, word of, I mean, it's all prophetic. It's all prophetic. Yes. Yes. It's all prophetic. Um, Whereas Brittany, you flow a little bit more as a seer. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to chat about that for a minute. Um, Yeah. Which I actually think (laughs) it's a great gift, but I'm also like, gum! Like I have to sit here and interpret everything that I see. I feel like, Um, but yeah, so um, I just you generally ask the Lord, you know, how do you see this person? And then I usually get a vision of something mm. and it's not necessarily the person, but it's interesting that question because I don't ever ask it. I just no. ask the Lord, like, what do you have to say to this person? Which oh. might be, you maybe know, I should try that. Next maybe time. I should try <laughs> just for fun to see if like you asked to see, I'm going to show you. That is very interesting. I love this. I this think is great. About that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to ask, what do you have to say? Because I feel like that'd be so much easier. Honestly, actually, what I ask the Lord is, Lord, show me their heart. Mm -hmm. And so I want to see their heart, which is why I usually have this understanding of of the emotion that they're struggling. Usually that's mm. kind of, if I had to 80, 80 to 95% of the time, I, and I begin to feel what they're feeling even, mm. um, sometimes painfully mm. back to you on the seeing. Okay. So yeah, there's usually a, t- a vision of some sort. Um, and then I've noticed over the years that that's the hard part is like, okay, now I've got to interpret this vision and how does this, how do I speak this in a way without just telling the vision? Because that's not really going to do yeah. anything for somebody. I see three diaper pins yeah. in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also and it's an 85-year-old woman. <laughs> but I'm also very much a dreamer, and I've noticed that, um, especially recently, the Lord is putting language to a dream and visions. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, like, giving our own language, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like, well, as you're seeing this, this is kind of where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, that's a really developing. Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because exactly what Brittany is saying is what is available to all of us. And that is the ability to interact with the Lord with, in regard to our own gifts and expect that he is going to in- continuously grow them and mm-hmm. encourage them. Vice versa, when I'm like, ooh, maybe if I ask the Lord, show me something. Now, I do see things um, 
occasionally. Sometimes it's not what I want to see, but, mm-hmm. um, but more often than not, I don't, you know, you're by far, you flow in the seeing more than I do mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But again, we say that saying like, you, you notice that we were like, Ooh, maybe we should try flipping and asking different questions because we're expecting that God is going to continue to grow yeah. our gift of prophecy. Yeah. Why? Because he wants people to be encouraged because it is by the gift of prophecy that it reveals the secrets of the hearts of people, things that they could not know. I mean, very specifically, often mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say things that there's like, there's no way you could have known that. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way anybody could have known that. And it can it'd be super bizarre, like square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was his faith builder to receive anything else that was said at that table. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. God was, was breaking the ice with that phrase. Um, and, and again, that's, that seems and feels weird. And on the flip side of that, you have to be willing to throw things out and people are like, that means nothing to me. And be like, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it doesn't suck. Like it's like, whatever, you know, you just throw things out as uh, you feel like the Lord is laying on your heart. If you feel the stirring of the spirit in that, you know, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. What you got? I got some questions. Here. All right. Talk to us. Here. Let's see. Kenneth said, which I feel like we may have sort of explained this. Can you explain the difference between biblical prophets and current day prophets? Is there a difference? Kind of. Well, I think biblical prophets in the Old Testament, the spirit would fall upon them and they would prophesy, whereas current day prophets, the, the Holy Spirit never leaves us. And I'm mm-hmm. saying us because that's why I'm saying all of us are endowed with the fivefold ministry. We have the person of G- Jesus flowed in every single gift. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go back, y'all go back, look at the woman at the well. That's a great example of prophecy. He knows that that's a word of knowledge that he knows prophetically. And he begins to speak into her life. Um, he's addressing core issues emotionally, circumstantially, all of these things. But if you go back and read the scripture, read the scriptures, read the gospels specifically, and just ask the Lord to open your eyes to see where there are specifically, specific, like Jesus obviously flows in healing, he flows in deliverance, he flows in salvation, um, but he flows in prophecy so much where mm-hmm. he just has this knowledge. Even right at the very beginning of John chapter four, where it says he must need to go. Mm-hmm. to the, to Samaria uh, that must needed go was a prophetic act it was a navigation of the spirit it was the spirit's Garmin you're welcome <laughs> Taylor uh, <laughs> it was a navigation of the spirit that took him to that place so that he could meet the woman um, so to answer your question very simply prophets in the Old Testament it was specifically a, um, an office they were anointed uh, there were the, the three people that were anointed in the Old Testament were prophets, priests, and kings, and they were anointed when they were initiated into the actual office of a prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in New Testament, we're all expected to prophesy. Yeah, I, I believe one hundred percent because Jesus did, and we have the fullness of Jesus living and breathing within us. The Holy Spirit is now in us and doesn't just come upon us up and down, up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about. Uh, the story where uh, the spirit of prophecy fell upon um, all of the elders. It was, I think, believe it was with Moses. And even the ones who didn't show who, who were outside <laughs> the camp, they began to prophesy. It's yeah. like, that's hilarious. Can you imagine? They were like, how do I know? Like, ever, you know, all of a sudden they're just prophesying to everybody because the spirit even fell on them. <laughs> Kenneth, did I answer your question? <laughs> We've also got Emily. What are your thoughts on warning dreams? I have seen multiple people die, multiple people people in affairs, multiple people go to jail that have all come to pass. 
She, yeah, it's Emily Berkemeyer, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so if that were me and I had those dreams, I would um, I would ask the Lord first and foremost, what is the stewardship that you're giving to me in these dreams? Like, what what do you want me to do with them? I would almost say those are when we talked about gifts kind of linking together. I would almost say those are more prophetic for the purpose of intercession. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't answer that question for you specifically. Emily, how I would answer that question is basically saying you have to ask the Lord and saying, because obviously God doesn't want you to walk up to somebody and be like, the Lord showed me you're going to die next week. Right. You know, like we know that. And I know she knows that. Um, so I would ask the Lord, like, what is the purpose of this dream and what is the role that I play? Like, why are you revealing this to me and what do you want me to do with it? Um, I would say it's probably more for, and, and God never gives us, let me, let me say this. He never gives us a prophetic word or a warning dream so that we can be like, aha, I knew it. Mm. Right. It, it's more, a like what, what kind of knowledge does this give me about this person? So somebody having an affair where you can recognize, maybe I'm supposed to befriend this person and really just bring them into the fold and love on them so that I become that safe place where they can share what's Mm -hmm. happening in their secret spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, the motive there is not to catch you or or the the motive also isn't even to get you out of your adulterous relationship. The motive there is I just want to love you and be that safe person for you. Mm -hmm. So again, you always want to make sure that your measuring stick there is love, but specifically what you're supposed to do with those dreams, that's between you and the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I would say every dream would probably be different. Did I answer your question, Emily? Uh, Emily Sanger, is, or Emily Sanger, <laughs> Amy Sanger is with us this morning. I always have to refresh my page because it just, uh, like, my my comments just stop. Um, <laughs> good morning. What are you laughing about? I'm looking at Kenneth's next question. <laughs> okay, let's bring it. So when looking at biblical prophets, they were never wrong. So two questions. What should our response be to prophetic words that are not fulfilled? And what should our response be to prophetic words that are incorrect or wrong? Okay, read the first question first, because there's two different questions. Let me answer the first one first. What should our response be to prophetic words that are not fulfilled? Um, Okay, so delivering to me. Once you deliver the prophetic word, it is fulfilled. Mm. Um, That is the fulfillment of your role as the prophet, is I did what you asked me to do. I spoke the word. And you're right, Kenneth, like... This, this goes back to how do we measure success. So I often say to people, you know, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, all these great prophets um, that God called and said, go and tell the people, if you don't stay away from sin, you're going to be taken into captivity. The prophets did everything they told that God told them to do, but it didn't work, mm-hmm. right? All the Everybody still went down the path of sin. We're still taken into captivity. That doesn't make the prophets unsuccessful mm-hmm. because success was measured by their obedience. Um, so that's what I would say. Also taking a look at where it says that Abraham died, never Mm -hmm. seeing, but, but still believing, Mm -hmm. um, does that make the, um, prophetic statement that he would enter it? He would be the father of many nations that they would enter into the promised land. Does that make that not true? No, he just didn't see it in his lifetime. Um, but I think a prophetic word is fulfilled through the delivery and through the reception and the, the believing of the prophetic word. Mm-hmm. So that's the first part. Yeah. He, well, he actually said, LOL. I think I asked the same question twice. <laughs> uh, I feel like the second one was a little bit different. And what, that is, go what, ahead. What should our response be to prophetic words that are incorrect or wrong? Well, first of all, I would, 
I would w- ask you, how do you know it's incorrect mm-hmm. or wrong? So the, the and, and I say that lightly because I do feel like you need to check, test the spirit. So for me, the measure is love and compassion. Did I feel like, did I feel loved in this? Does it kind of line up with what God has always been doing in my life? Um, does it fit who I am in some regard? Mm-hmm. You, you kind of get that check where you're like, oh, this is, but for me, if somebody, if I get an off the wall, well, let me, let me give you an example. Um, it has been um, prophesied over when Brad and I go places. It's interesting. People like ignore me and they just, I guess they feel like I never get prayed for. And so they, <laughs> yeah. which is totally the opposite. Right. And so they always want to prophesy or, and incur and, and, when we go places, obviously that's my arena, right? So like if we go to a prayer, people know who I am, whatever. And so they they um, often, it used to be more so, it was prophesied like, you know, you're going to be at the helm of the ship and crazy ministries. Like God wants you to know that you play an intentional part, whatever. And neither oh. Brad or I ever bore witness with that. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like people felt like, they needed to encourage him that he was important to the ministry as well. And, um, and I, my response to that was always, that doesn't feel right. And Brad was always like, uh, no, (laughs) I have my own passion. I have my own dream. Like, you know, I I don't think they realize like he's very successful in his own Mm -hmm. path and, um, and he's not threatened by my, my success and I'm not threatened by his success. Um, but I think, um, as much as it didn't feel well, I'm going to say this for me without necessarily, it would have been foolish for us to completely have tossed that word aside and say, and so for me, I received it and said, I don't feel, I don't bear witness with this word, but God, if this is what you have planned, I would, mm-hmm. I, I trust that you will bring us in our hearts and our minds into an alignment with it. So there wasn't an unwillingness to receive it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't feel like it lined up with anything any of his, his giftings right. or any of his passions. Um, and, and it had nothing to do with, I don't want him to be at the helm. I, I would love for him. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just, it, so I don't know if that was a good example of that answered yeah, the question yeah, or not. I think so. Um, that's that, but that's a great question. I think you have to, you know, you test the spirits and, and you often hear prophets. I say this all the time, you know, anything that was said that was not of you, God, we just cast it to the ground as fallow seed mm-hmm. that it does not come to pass. It does not come to fruition, but God, every word that was spoken by your word, by your presence, by your love, God, we breathe your breath across it and we declare that it will come to pass and it will bring much fruit mm-hmm. in the lives of those who received it. Um, and so, I mean, as a, as a prophet, you have to be willing to say, look, if you don't, I tell people all the time, do you, if you don't bear witness to that, go home, have a prayer, have a conversation with about it. Um, but if you don't bear witness, witness that that's between you and the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm wrong or right. I'm right rather, uh, right. you know? So did yeah. I answer that question? I think so. All right. Did, any well. more? Um, let's see more questions. Emily said, yes, perfect. I always inquire of the Lord with each dream and he is always faithful to lead me, but sometimes it can just feel burdensome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would say, and I'm curious to know, uh, I know Shirley's watching. I would say that is really like, she would be a prophetic intercessor. Mm-hmm. So we talked about kind of, instead of an in- intercessory prophet, you know, you're a prophetic intercessor. Um, I would almost probably even put some evangelism in that as well. Like she's a prophetic evangelist. Cause I would guess that, that God either has, or is going to, and this is, this is where I feel oh, a shift. <laughs> this is where I feel a shift. 
Um, I, it, Emily, and I feel very strongly that the Lord is saying he's going to start shifting and giving you dreams about um, countries and governmental uh, structures and that you will be shifted more into a prophetic intercessory and evangelist type move um, in general. So I don't know, Emily, if you have had dreams um, where God has shown you things um, about government, governmental structures, countries, um, and maybe she has already, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really feel like the Lord's going to be opening that up to you more and more. All right, Amy Sanger says, I love that you say to ask yourself if this word lines up with love. Such a good check and balance. Yeah, and I, and and that doesn't mean, like, there. I've given words to people, and I'm like, this is meant to show you love, but because it filters through their core lie, sometimes mm-hmm. they don't feel love or they there's resistance there to receive it. Um, and I'm not, my job is not to force a person to receive a word, mm-hmm. right? My, I am concerned and I want to make sure, and I say concerned and not as in worried. I am concerned. I'm g- in that I'm gentle and I want to make sure that it's delivered in a way that it's palatable, but ultimately I'm not responsible for how they receive it. Right. Shirley says God's timing is involved in prophecy fulfillment. Prophecy seems, seems so real. Sometimes we get, but sometimes we get the timing wrong. Yeah. And so going back to Kenneth, and his, um, I just, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I just hit my mic. Did I, he's, okay. not, he's not paying attention to me. I, I, he's over he's there. He's on his phone. I know. He's not even paying attention to our show. <laughs> he's Excuse <sick>. me. <laughs> I am paying attention. <laughs> he is paying attention, folks. Um, so I, I think that is such a good point is I think a lot of times we think we're going to receive a prophetic word and it's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about like the irritation that yes. you get <laughs> your eyes when you In get the, the same, same prophetic word. word over and over and over again. It's like if one more person freaking prophesies <laughs> that thing because you get so frustrated waiting on the manifestation of that word and you take it and you believe it and you run with it. Um, and that can be challenging. Mm-hmm. It can be challenging. Um, <clears throat> Amy says, man, the dreams I've had lately have been, are been so wild. So I'm super thankful you've been talking about this. I've kept records of them for the last eight months and I can see the prophetic nature as I look back. There mm-hmm. you go. So I love that she's, you know, every single person can flow. If you're endowed with the Holy Spirit, you can and should be flowing in the, pro- in the prophetic. And I think, I think... I'm quite confident. I'll say that. <laughs> I'm quite confident that we experience more prophetic than we think we do. Oh, we just give it all, you know, like when you see somebody and you kind of, are you okay? Like pay attention to mm-hmm. that. Like when you notice a countenance shift or whatever, some of that is obviously natural. But if you press into that and you ask the Lord, God, what's happening with this person? Show me their heart. You might be surprised what he begins to reveal mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. And then when you get that message, you know, you if the Lord releases you, you go and you, and say, I really feel like the Lord is sharing something with me about you. And I'd love to share that with you or Mm -hmm. whatever, however you feel led to approach that person. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like the things that the Lord uses in our everyday lives that he's obviously speaking all the time. And it's just, are we picking it up? (laughs) That's good. Um, you know, it's like when I'm conscientiously like, okay, I'm giving a prophetic word, you know, I'm, I'm in the position where I'm supposed to be giving words and I'm sitting there and then every little detail and every little thing around me 
comes part of that prophetic word. Yes. I'm like, okay, this is probably yes. happening all the time. Yes. You're just not dialed in. Yeah. I, I love that because you kind of feel that shift in the atmosphere. And we've talked about the spiritual realms, you know, where you kind of shift for, in that moment from your soul realm into the spirit. And it is all of a sudden everything you're looking at. And that's ha- that happens at house meetings. It's like when I'm under the anointing, meaning that I've kind of shifted where the spirit's really on me. Um, and it's like everything that's happening around me feels and seems prophetic, you mm-hmm. know? And so can we have 14 more episodes about this? I love <laughs> learning about this. Well, so Amy, you love learning about this because this is where the Lord has you. See, mm-hmm. so she's got a stirring in her spirit right mm-hmm. now. So we know prophetically we can speak with confidence that God is loosing the, the, the spirit realm to her to the, to, and, and opening up the doors to the prophetic um, and I believe, Amy, you're going to have the the seeing gift as well. Um, and some of that is because of some of the experiences you've shared with me. Actually, that's you've only shared one with me. But <laughs> I just feel like the Lord is saying he's going to open up. Um, you know, I almost kind of see uh, curtains mm-hmm. to a stage, a pla- you know, being opened up to her. Um, and that's why it's really not you being excited about this topic um, Amy, it's, it's that your mind is now coming into an alignment with what the spirit's been speaking mm-hmm. to you. And so you're feeling that reconciliation, that alignment, you know, when all of a sudden we kind of come into the space and place that God's like, I've been trying to say this for eight months to you. <laughs> and you start to feel this elation in your soul realm because your soul has come into an alignment with what the spirit's been speaking to you mm-hmm. all along. That's what you're experiencing right now, Amy. <laughs> and, uh, I don't even need to be in the same room with you. Um, I just, I have this, I got the spirit all over me. <laughs> Tammy says, yes, I've gotten so frustrated when a word has spoken and it didn't happen or it wasn't spot on for that season, even forgotten the word until later, um, later on. And then when it happens, I'm like, oh man, yes. You know, I love that you brought that up. Have you ever gone back and just and I usually at the beginning of the year, it's a little bit of a quote unquote ritual for me. <laughs> Amy says, I literally had an open vision of uh, open vision of open curtains a year ago, exclamation point. Mm-hmm. What? And so she's <laughs> having her mind blown off. That's so cool because I, as I was sitting here, I kind of saw curtains opening up. That's how the prof- prophetic works right there. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, I'm not even in the same room with her. Um, and I'm expecting the Lord as I'm interacting with people, I'm expecting him to give me words Mm -hmm. because there's no better way to teach, train than by demonstration. You know, I have no idea what I was saying before that. Um, Uh, so you can come experience Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit and receive prophetic ministry at our next house meeting. And so (laughs) the, uh, group, uh, the Facebook event has been posted in, uh, Lisa Schwartz LLC. We would love for you to come. It actually is at Amy Sanger's house. Um, so you can uh, attend that on June 11th. So that's yes. next week. Yeah, it's next coming up week. Next yeah. Friday? Next Friday. There's also going to be a lot of ministry this weekend at the Women's Hope Conference. Mm. Super stoked about that message as well. Um, so, Kyler, if you want to put that information in here, uh, you can register or you can actually just pay at the door as well. And that's at the Cleveland Conference Center. It's going to be really good. Um, so I'm very excited about that as well. So um, prophecy, I think I, I want to, if I can, I want to read through um, Jeremiah and because I think this is a great uh, passage where you kind of see God teaching Jeremiah mm-hmm, um, yeah. on prophecy. It says, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me and said, Jeremiah, what do you see? And he said, I see the branch of an almond mm-hmm. tree, which seems and feels ridiculous. 
And then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Mm-hmm. Which again, it's like, what? I see it, you know. And then the word of the Lord came to me a second time and said, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot and it's facing away from the north. And so, of course, we know that the, the prophetic word that he begins to get is about the people in the north and um, the the need for the Israelites to stay out of sin so that um, the Assyrians would not come and mm-hmm. take take them captive. Um, but I love this interaction because, and if I could encourage you to have a conversation with the Holy Spirit, you know, and when you're, you're, you're laying in your bed or you're praying or you're whatever, or you're praying for somebody or praying for uh, actually with somebody and you just say, God, show me what you see, um, which is what you, you mm-hmm. always ask. Right. Um, and then when the Lord begins to show you something, have a conversation with God about that. Mm-hmm. What What are you showing me? Or I see this. Um, so when people are, when I feel somebody has a prophetic gift and I'm, and again, it's hard to teach and train these things because it's by the unction of the Holy Spirit. But that's the first thing I say to them is when you have a vision, when you sense something, when you're seeing something, have a conversation with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Don't ignore it. So I, I might say, God, I'm seeing um, a square peg with a round hole. And... Um, or I'm hearing you say square peg with a round hole. And the Lord at that situation was like, yep, that's it. Mm. D- it is complete. Like there was, he, I really felt like that's it. That is the message. It did not make sense to me. Right. Um, it didn't make sense to me, but it wasn't for me. It's like when Jesus walks up to Nathaniel and he says, I saw mm. you while you were under the fig tree. And uh, long before you saw me, I saw you while you were under the fig tree. Mm-hmm. And w- like the outsider reading that passage, and that's in John chapter one, reading that passage is like, what the snap is that? But Nathaniel's like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it just like meant everything to mm-hmm. Nathaniel. It was very specific and it was just for Nathaniel. Nobody else got it except mm-hmm. for Nathaniel. It mm-hmm. was a word just for Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the things I've learned is staying in that, that space spiritually, like whenever he does start to show you something, like I would get in the habit of he shows you something and then your natural mind takes over and then you're trying to interpret it da, 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 instead of saying, okay, now That's I see good. this. Now, where do you want to go? Yeah. And, and letting him, you know, sometimes even setting a scene and saying now, Holy spirit, now you animate mm-hmm. it and let it play out. Um, instead of trying to stop it prematurely and yeah. add your own. Yeah. Interpretation. Spoken as spoken as a five for <laughs> sure on the Enneagram where she just immediately goes into investigator. Right. But I think that's the inclination of a lot of people, you know, that we're like, and some of it is we don't want to look a fool. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to say something and this person doesn't get it. And that, I, I say that kind of sucks because especially when you're new, because a lot of times you do give words where people are like, I don't, um, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like I don't mm-hmm. get it. And that can feel discouraging, but you, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The Lord's going to work it all out. And again, what matters is at the end of the day, does this person feel encouraged? And does this person feel um, uplifted by the word that you're giving to them? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I was remembering what you were saying earlier. You were saying, do you ever go back and read? Oh, words? yes. So I love, I kind of have made it a ritual. Uh, at the beginning of every year, um, I have kind of a uh, where I have transcribed a lot of the prophetic words that I have received. Mm-hmm. And it is crazy. Exactly what Shirley was saying. There are some words that I've received in the past. 
um, you've you've been there when we went to the one place and I was like, I, I wasn't really sure what they were saying here, but I'll go ahead and write it down. And like two or three years later, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I know exactly what that's referring to. Mm. And that's what where I'm at right now. Mm. Um, and that's how prophecy works. You're not necessarily always, and again, it's at the end of the day, do you feel encouraged? Do you feel loved? Do you feel lifted up? And that go, that's true for any ministry you receive, whether it's deliverance, healing, inner healing, salvation, you know, mm-hmm. um, none of it should be fear-based. It should all be love-based. Right. You know? Yeah. That's actually kind of what I was doing in the car. Like I found like these notebooks of like past words and I was like reading through them real quick. I was like, Oh yeah, I totally forgot about, you know, most of this stuff. Yeah. And then you start to see a general theme and you know, you kind of, yeah. So tell me what the theme is. Let's, let's throw it out there. What are some of the general themes that, that are prophesied over you on a regular basis that, you either have not seen come to pass or you're starting to just finally starting to see maybe, um, dreaming, interpretation, prophetic, um, expansion, um, building. Um, I would say like, of course the dreaming and prophetic and stuff is starting to come to pass. Um, a lot of pulling out of the, you know, out of the background and pushing into the forefront, um, bold spoken, my mouth, a lot of stuff about my mouth and speaking, Um, and the power of the word. Um, so those are kind of, and, and just now, like I've been getting those bold ones from 2014, you know, and it's like just now kind of starting to see that come to pass. So good. And, and so here's a perfect example, like when people would prophesy over. So a lot of times we take a word and we interpret, well, that must mean this. So for example, um, I'm going to make you bold. I'm going to put my word in your mouth. I'm going to give you something to say. I'm, mm-hmm. I see a mic in front of you, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times people might interpret that as, I guess I'm going to be a national stage. speaker, yeah. right? I'm going to stand on a stage or whatever. But if you remember earlier, I talked about the narration of my book, and now you're doing other books as well, and the radio show. So again, mm-hmm. um, it, it, we have to be careful that we don't say, well, this is the word that I got, and that must mean this, mm-hmm. and interpret what that word's going to look like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, because I could have sat there and thought, I've got to pursue speaking as a career. I've got to pursue. <laughs> <laughs> or you've just been totally drowned by that vision, you yeah, know? Yeah, Because it's just not my personality at this point. yeah. At this point, I'm not saying I will know. Well, and it's not that you're not willing; it's just that you don't, you don't, you don't know. Right. And so you're just willing to receive the word, and let the Holy Spirit continuously blow across it and bring to life whatever He wants to bring to life in whatever season He wants to bring to life. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know for those of you who are listening, if you feel like you've gotten a prophetic word that's kind of down the same path over and over again, put in the comments for us what that word is, and uh, whether or not you have seen it come to pass or you have not seen it come to pass. Um, obviously I, I feel like I get, um, (laughs) same prophetic words over and over again. And usually they have something to do with, you know, speaking, growing platforms, large platforms. People have seen me standing in arenas with hundreds of people around me, those kinds of things. Um, so again, you see kind of a common theme strewn throughout Mm -hmm. when we were in Nashville, um, it was, you have an apostolic anointing, Mm -hmm. um, do you have a podcast? Do you write mm-hmm. books? I mean, very specific po- pointed questions. Uh, I, you, uh, the Lord calls you the mother of Israel. Mm-hmm. And I see, um, a house with many people in it mm-hmm. or multiple houses with many people in it, uh, which is very interesting, you know, cause of crazy eight ministries plus my own house with all of the people in it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of some of the other things that were said specifically, but you also received very 
um, mm-hmm. specific about mm-hmm. even know. things I've said right here on. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You said just a couple of weeks ago, tell them, tell them this This is crazy. I know I had mentioned, I don't know what show it was that I have this core lie that whatever I have to say is not valuable or valid. And I'll be daggum. She didn't say that exact same line. She was like, Oh yeah. There's been somewhere in your past where somebody has told you what you have to say is not valid. Like straight up specific. Mm -hmm. Like she was like, there's someone in your past that has said like, the things you say and mm-hmm. she kind of was searching for the word valid and I'm like hanging on the edge of my chair <laughs> like I, I wanted so bad to throw the word out but I was like no she's like valid and I was like boom there it is <laughs> yep and that's when you know folks mm-hmm. these people like we are in the presence of God and it has nothing to do with the people other than the people are willing to allow the spirit to flow through them mm-hmm. they stay connected to the heart of God if you stay connected to the heart of God he will connect you to the heart of the people around mm-hmm. you point blank couple of final comments. Um, uh, Amy says, yes, it's so hard not to try to figure out what the word is going to look like. So many words about new seasons coming for two years and being pregnant with the Lord's gift for me and delivery is coming soon. That's so good. Mm. Um, I dream often, often. I was going to, I dream often that I'm pregnant, but more so I dream that I'm nursing babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, which sounds, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, there's part of me that's like, it's because I nurse so many babies in my life, but I know it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I know um, that it's just the idea of my life being a place of where people receive nourishment and enrichment. Um, I also often dream of the same large house. I've dreamt this my whole life of a same, the same large house. And every time I'm in this house, in this dream, I'm discovering new rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the room, I know exactly like when I open up the room, the room has the feel that I know exactly what I'm going to use it for. Like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to use this room, which I believe is more and more. And I don't know for sure. I mean, there's multiple interpretations and please don't give me your interpretation <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> um, I believe at the core of it, it's an, it's the apostolic anointing mm-hmm. of that discovering new places, new spaces, and how to move the furniture around, which is hilarious because I, I, I'm terrible at home decor. <laughs> and I'll, if you read my post about Hobby Lobby, <laughs> uh, you will know that. Okay, so uh, if you are still with us and you hung with us all the way to the very end, if you would give us um, a goodbye in the comments, cause we are going to be wrapping up this topic. Brittany and I'll talk about whether or not we feel as though I- I'd love to maybe, um, God, it would be fun to open up the phone and just mm-hmm. give prophetic words over the phone. Um, but it would suck if we did a show like that and nobody called oh, in. Oh, I bet they would call. I don't know if you would call in and you, and receive a prophetic word, uh, let us know in the comments and we'll consider that for the next, um, for the next episode. Lisa Mapes is with us this morning. Good morning, Lisa. I have dreamt more times than I can count about being pregnant and giving birth, Mm -hmm. being a person getting close to 50 years of age. It's an interesting dream. (laughs) Same, same. All right. So this weekend, the women's hope conference, I would love to see you there. Um, come hang out with us, receive ministry, receive a prophetic word. It's going to be a great message. I've kind of started writing the message out. Uh, we're going to be talking about Malak Yahweh. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Kyler says, I'll call in. Kyler, we know you too well to prophesy over you. We'd have to bring in a random person. Um, yeah, Amy says, you know we would all call in. Uh, all right, that wraps it up for today. Yeah, Remember, 
Enforcing purpose. It starts, starts with, with you. you.